All right, what up, dude? How we doing? Good, good. Ready to kick off episode one on one radio? Yes, sir. First, I want to say I've got a killer mustache right now. I've got a I've got a very nice mustache right now. It's looking good. It's thick. It's at that point where it's like uh, poking your upper lip, and yeah. I I need to trim it down a little bit. But we're looking good. We're scaring kids. We're scaring women. I can only assume that was for your Halloween costume. Yeah, we went as uh, me and Jacob Crouch went as '80s old full old school football coaches. Had those short shorts, tucked in polos. Got that whistle, got that playboard or that clipboard, drawing up plays to get beer, basically, all night long. Nice. Yep. It was, it was a solid costume. Yeah, it seems like yeah, you just had a good time. Six out of ten. I uh did not go to any Halloween parties. Mm. I sat by myself in the dark and watched eight straight hours of man hunt. So <laughs> That's not a bad day. That's not a bad day at all. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I guess to kick this thing off, what is On One Radio? On One Radio is a podcast for the people, and we're bringing content to viewers. And listeners, we got. Wait, do you have the? Do you have the uh, Urban Dictionary? I do. Give Give the people the on one Urban Dictionary definition. The on one Urban Dictionary definition. My computer is loading. It is very slow. All right. So on one radio. Urban Dictionary. This is very off to a great start. Yeah, it's all right. We'll cut it out. We'll, we'll cut it out. All right. You ready? <clears throat> so to be on one, this is from the um, highly accredited website, Urban Dictionary. Highly accredited. Generally tripping, tweaking, weird, acting a fool, blacking out, going off. Not necessarily due to alcohol, though that's the obvious reference. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't need we don't need alcohol to black out around here. But sometimes we also But sometimes that is part of it. Effect of drinking one or two alcohol. That's what all one radio is about. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna we're gonna tweak a little bit. We're gonna black out mid show. Probably 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 act a fool. Most likely. That's all right. That's what the people want. Perfect. So, uh, why don't you give the people a little introduction of yourself? Okay. You and who you are, what you're about. All right. You know, I'm Landon Wilson. I'm uh, 27 years young. Um, I'm uh, I'm striving to go out to LA and make it big in the uh, television world. Maybe movie world. I don't know. Wherever uh, the wherever the good Lord takes me. Uh, I'm going to try and do some TV writing. That's what I've been working on lately. Some uh, uh, spec scripts for TV shows. Working on, we got a Brooklyn Nine-Nine one. We've got a, working on an Always Sunny in Philadelphia one. Uh, so we're working on that. So we're striving to get to L.A. But right now we're putting on a podcast. We want to get some content out there. So, uh... Harvey Weinstein isn't sexually harassing me, and I I move ahead of him, jump jump over him, and get uh, straight into the the big leagues. Yep. Okay. So when uh, when's the plan? What's the what's the timeline for getting out to L.A.? Hey, the timeline is as soon as I have enough money. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You need. Turns that. out it's expensive. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you but pay. as soon as we're we're thinking, we'll we'll be out there and. Next six months. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Just enough time for us to throw some podcasts on the line. Yeah. Get some pods out there. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am Brett Henderson. 
I am currently working at a company that makes slot machines out here in Las Vegas, Aristocrat Technologies. Ching, 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 ching. Ching, ching. Don't play them unless you like your own money. Um, I didn't tell you that because people playing pays my salary, which I also like to have money as well. Salaries are good. Turns out Vegas also expensive. Yep. Um, but yeah, living out here in Vegas, it's uh, it's interesting. It's fun. Uh, I run all of our product marketing for our uh, for our our for sale slot machines. We can get into slot machines later if you guys are really interested, but. Um, Everyone's interested in slot machines. Yeah. Everyone is interested in them. Perfect. Well, looks like we'll have tons of content. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just uh, really just working a lot, grinding, trying to get paid, get paid more. I mean, that's really. Yep, yep. You're uh, you're also engaged, aren't we? I am. We're engaged. Oh We're boy. Engaged. Uh, coming up in the next six. Probably about the time you try to move to LA, uh, I'll yep. be married to a lovely gal, um, my roommate. Your roommate. My current roommate. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's really uh, also weddings, expensive. Oh, yeah. Out. Who knew? Um, also a gamble, am I right? <laughs> there you go. Just like, Vegas, you know, baby. Vegas, baby. Let's go. Vegas, baby. Speaking of that, let's get to the nitty gritty, Brett. Okay. You told us the the outside, the shiny outside exterior of who you are. But who are you really? What are the vices? What do we got going on inside Brett? What do you got going on in there? So, what do you really like? So when we had our little pre-meeting uh, session, we decided to do this. I sat down and I decided to write down. My, my four vices, I think. I narrowed it down to four. Um, my <laughs> narrowed down to vices just <laughs> Well, I mean, it's oh, Vegas, baby. This is a city of vices. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Um, okay. So currently, right now, yeah. uh, I'll go in reverse order. Uh, yeah. Number four, TV shows. So I'm like okay. addicted to like tv shows like i watch basically all of them um earlier i mentioned i watched eight hours of manhunt in one day that's not the first time that that's happened so um tv shows i watch hbo showtime anything on netflix tv whatever um i usually watch all of it i can binge it i can watch it week by week doesn't matter so that's number four number three um, currently it's gin and tonics. Oh, um, for some reason I've cut out basically all liquor except for gin and tonics. And it's not even mm. like some sort of like health reason or whatever. It's literally just anytime I go to the bar, I just get a gin and tonic. Well, interesting choice. Don't know why. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people feel like that's an old man move, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you should, You'd be shocked to see the, the look on people's faces when a young guy orders a gin and tonic in public. But, uh, you know, that's my cross to bear. <laughs> yeah, but really, what do you want? Yeah. But, uh, so gin right. and tonics. Uh, number two, um, one that I think you can relate just because we've had many conversations about it. Yep. Um, sports betting. Sports betting, yeah. Um, specifically, overs. Betting the overs. And player props. So, Ooh. those are my vices. Yeah. Props will get you, but they're just so damn fun. So you uh you sent me a text the other day. You sent a text in our only overs group me mm-hmm. or group text, and it uh you said hit that over on that last second touchdown uh pick pick six pick touchdown six touchdown baby Dallas Cowboys. I took a prop bet that said there wouldn't be a touchdown scored by defense or special teams in that game. Oh no! <laughs> I lost the last thirty seconds. Oh, brutal. Oh, uh, um, yeah. so and then I guess my number one overall vice is uh, dipping tobacco. I've been dipping Ooh. for I, I counted it the other day for one full decade. So, Holy cow! You know, so it's basically over one third of my life so far. And uh, what kind of what? What do you dip? 
I dip. Wintergreen uh, shortcut? No. Copenhagen I, wintergreen long cut. Ooh, long cut, baby. You ain't playing those short games. No, we don't play short games. We don't play, we don't play no short games. We play long yeah. cut. So those are my uh, my current vices. Ooh. What about you? All right, we want to get to the nitty-gritty of Landon Wilson. We're talking Coors Light Tall Boy. Got a little 12-ouncer. Um, we're talking a big vice right now is, oh, late-night fast food. We're talking Whataburger, Taco Bell. That's basically it, just Whataburger and Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, honey butter chicken biscuits? Are you kidding me? You don't expect me to go get one? <laughs> yeah, so late night, fast food. We're talking tall boy Coors Lights. I'm a sucker for a good sports jersey. I've got a lot of them. From, from the comedy ranges to random. I've got a Michigan basketball jersey for the guy who was in three different plane crashes. <laughs> yeah. Found that sucker at a Goodwill. How was I not going to buy that for $2? All right, that's free, basically. Rocking a Travis Kelsey jersey right now. Big Chiefs fan. Got the big W tonight. We've got a Looney Tunes Toon Squad jersey. Okay. We're all over the map. We're all over the map, but I'm a bit, I'm a sucker for a jersey. Okay. That's good. Those are my those are my those are the top three guys. That's all Fast we food, need. Coors Light and jerseys. All right. Yeah. Perfect. To be on one, generally tripping. Weekend, weird, acting a fool, blacking out, going off. This is On One Radio. This goes out to the misdirected. I'll put your hands up and pick the fight. We go run around undetected. What are we hitting up next? What, what we got on the pod docket next? Uh, we're going to do a little, uh, little segment called Netflix Rundown. Smart. So, uh... Everybody loves Netflix. If you don't have Netflix or you haven't stolen someone's password right now, um, I suggest you get on that so uh, you can keep up. Yep, keep up. So first one is uh, Mindhunter. Yeah, we'll we'll start off with Mindhunter. You finished all of it, right? I finished it. That was part of my, uh, my Sunday of sitting in the dark watching TV by myself. Um, yep. I finished Mindhunter, started it last week when I was in Reno, Yep. watched about five, six episodes then, and then I finished it up Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, that show is bizarre. Um, it really, the premise is bizarre. Um, the people they talk to is, is crazy, just the, the way that they talk to killers and Yep. People of like heinous crimes and, and how to um how to profile them in order to stop crimes in the future. Like that is just kind of a off the wall They're cutting edge. Yeah. And then the last or we can talk about that more, but one thing I do want to talk about is this is probably the first time that a show has ever made me like the main characters for so long in the show. And then absolutely dislike all of them in the very last episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like going into season two, which like I thought they set up the ending very well for season two. Yeah, that's what they did. But I don't like any of the – like I'm going to hate watch that show because all – I guess three and a half if you count the the guy they added late. Yeah. They all did think – well, four if you count the girlfriend. Like all of them all did something in the last like 1.5 episodes to make me not like them. Yeah. Like, I don't think I like a character in the show right now. I like the serial killers more. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, well, yeah, the main dude, like, he had a great girlfriend. I like his girlfriend. 
She's hot and cool. Yeah. I guess she's like, I don't know. She may have been cheating on him. I don't know. If he was cooler, she wouldn't be cheating on him. Yeah, well, and it's it's weird because, like, they were so different that, like, neither one of them wanted to, like, really care what the other one was doing. Yeah, I guess it's true. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> it was... It they just got together and Yeah. I mean, she was like the hippie, like, scholar type. And yeah. He was like... They suit all day, her day. All day. And then, I don't know. I mean, I felt like she tried to kind of make it work, but he was just so, like, deep into, like, feeling what the inmates felt and, like, getting yeah. so close to them, like, he couldn't even give her, like, really the time of day. Yeah. To that one serial killer who had the little bird, mm-hmm. and he got pissed off when he threw the bird in the fan. Yeah. Oh, that was badass. Like, I mean, that ju- I jumped a little bit on that part. Ooh, he threw it. Oh, he killed it. He killed it. Send it. <laughs> yeah, definitely Cindy right there. Um, I sent you an article today um, that I found, but um, oh yeah, one of the main serial killers. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Edmund Kipner. Like one of yeah, the main that's ones. That's the first one, I think. Yeah, they the, the first one and one of the main ones that like got this whole like study started. Yeah. Like he was in real life. He did a bunch of recordings for like audiobooks for like blind people. Crazy. Did you read that article? It was yeah. crazy. He over 5,000 hours of recording in a booth. Um, over 4 million feet of tape. Several hundred books. So like I a couple of like pretty yeah like books. Um, Flowers in the attic, the glass key, Merlin's yeah, mirror, petals on the wind, the rosary murders, Sphinx, and Star Wars. I just thought that was like super bizarre. People were listening to the Star Wars books and were listening to a serial, serial killer. killer. Tell them a story. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, anything else that you want to talk about, Mindhunter? Without no, it's good. It's, uh, compared to what we're going to talk about, Manhunt, another serial killer show. It's a little slower and longer and drawn out, and not as and there's not as many like uh, well-known actors and stuff in it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's still good. Yeah, still, I'd, I'd still watch it. It's definitely super like crazy what they did. Yeah, it's wild. It's a good story. Yeah, and they set it up for like a, probably a pretty interesting season two. Yeah, like they left it at where like you don't really know what's gonna happen, but you hate all of it. Yeah, and like I'll hate watch basically anything. Like, I'm good at it. This is gonna be so bad, but then I'll watch all of it. <laughs> um. And then I'll just judge the characters, but, um, cool. So next on manhunt, manhunt. Is he the most, he's gotta be the smartest serial killer ever, right? Well, maybe, maybe not the, I guess the Zodiac's up there. Yeah. Cause that guy uh, still is a cop. That's true. I mean, like. That but dude, the way that he did his attacks. Yeah. I mean, it has that has to be something that is like. You, and he, has, I mean, he probably has like the, the coolest, uh, I guess I messed up to say, bombing people. But like blowing people up through mail is pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, you can't. There's no way a copycat killer could um, do anything like that. Like, it would take, like, a special... Didn't need a gun. Didn't need a knife. It just bombs you from 50,000 miles away. Yeah. Probably drastic on the miles. Probably about 1,000 miles away. But... Still. Impressive. Well, and the fact that it, like... I'm not super versed in, like, how it happened in real life. Yeah. But I'm going to base everything off the show because that's the only research I've done on it. 
And that's um, what we're talking about. We're talking about Netflix. Um, but like if it really went down how there was like so many different profiles and they thought he was like, yeah, like the original profiles were like way off. Yeah. Just like how they thought he was like uneducated, like a flight, like he worked at an airport, like all that stuff, how they were like so far off. And then the one dude was able to like figure out that they were wrong. And not only that, but like everything he did to make sure that like they listened to like the actual profile even though he was just like the beat cop that got pulled up for some reason. like I was honestly kind of surprised that he didn't kill anybody on the planes. Like I, he bought like two or three planes, right? And like nobody died on him. Yeah. How does he not crash a plane with a bomb? Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't look at that either. I don't know if it was mid-flight or if it was like before the flight even took off or anything like that, but like still. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I I remember in the show that they said he set the trigger to once it hit like a certain oh altitude altitude yeah. because whenever they were um, when they shut down uh, yeah LAX they were they worried were, about whatever the like, flights went up to a certain yeah yeah they were like waiting on the phone yeah I don't know how he didn't take one down man I don't know <laughs> but yeah that dude's and then we were talking about this earlier. It's like that the show did a good job of like, and I, I almost felt bad for the for, for freaking Unabomber at the end, whenever he was like getting screwed over by the prosecution and like judge and his own lawyer and everything. Yeah. I can't do that to me. Netflix, this dude just bombed a bunch of people. Can't make me feel bad for the Unabomber. Right. That and the, the main um, profiler going crazy as well. Like, yeah, he felt he like got so close to this guy before ever meeting him that, yeah, he like basically became him. Besides like the bombing part, like he lived in his same cabin, yeah, in isolation. Like, him and his wife got divorced. He never saw his kids. Yeah, he like ruined all of his relationships to where he like could only. That's like how crazy. And like smart and careful the Unabomber was is that th- what it took to catch him was a guy actually like becoming insane. Unabomber. Like yeah, like, li- like insane and like copying him and like almost like f- the Unabomber basically wanted to tell the world that everything's fucked up. Yeah. Like, he didn't like he doesn't like the manufacturing and technology and all that stuff. Yeah, and like this dude became so close to him before ever meeting him that like he actually agreed with yeah, all of his so, like, uh, teaching, so to speak. Yeah. But he still like busted him for following through with all this stuff, which I just thought was crazy that like this dude was so like good at be being like I don't know, I guess a serial killer. Yeah. That he like made another dude go like physically and mentally insane. Yeah. Freaking nuts. It was a good, it was a very good show, though. Yeah, and it was just... I'm assuming they're going to do more on, like, different serial killers, right? I I would assume. I mean, that's I think... The way it set it up, that's what it looked like. It looked like it was Manhunt, the Unabomber. It looked like they were going to do Manhunt, Zodiac, or Manhunt, blah, 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 or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I hope so. That'd be awesome. I mean, all that stuff that he did with like all the linguistics and all that stuff that helped him catch him when everyone like just didn't care about it was crazy like examining the way that he wrote and like examining the manifesto and picking out terms and way of saying things to like pinpoint exactly who he was like that was just crazy how much he learned about him just through like his words language yeah without ever hearing him talk or meeting him he nailed he nailed the profile which is crazy like do you know how hard it would be to nail someone's language these days you know all the words we say yeah I mean, that aren't even words yeah that's true you would have to be like solid <laughs> where am i from Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We are so dumb these days. <laughs> Dude, 
half of my words are abbreviated anyway. So they would be like, these aren't words, dude. I can't. This dude is just too dumb to profile. Yeah, there's no way you could track anybody by words. No way. And also, we don't write in like letters. No. Like you'd have to profile me like by my tweets. Yeah, and you know <laughs> impossible that would be. Like okay, I'll read my last tweet. Tell me where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> no, this read read from... your last two. Read your last two and we'll try <laughs> form uh, a pattern. Here's my last two. Uh, okay. Uh here's my last two. The first one from two days ago. If I would have known I was going to a piano bar, I would have worn my pinky ring. Pinky ring. Piano bar. I have no idea. San Francisco is where I go with. Where? I'd say San Francisco or Chicago. The next one is, boy, you ugly. You your daddy's son. Chicago. Chicago. I'm nailing you down in Chicago. Un- uneducated male from Chicago. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. You can probably get me on this one. I tweeted, I bet Kevin Durant asked, was I good after sex? <laughs> uh, Might have got Oklahoma City on yeah. that one. Uh, I hope when I get hit by a car whilst I'm not paying attention, it's at least an Audi. I don't want people thinking that Brokey got hit by a Kia. That Brokey? Yeah, you're still from Chicago, yeah. dude. Dude, maybe I'm from Chicago. Maybe you're from Chicago. I don't know. I never thought about that. Well, you can start killing people and no linguist is going to find you. Yeah. All right. Here's the defining one. I just paid $1 for a string cheese for lunch. We have hit full tilt on this fine Thursday afternoon, my friends. I'm out. Where am I from? Chicago? I Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. He's dead. All right. There we go. Now we're making progress. I'm from You're from the, the north. north. From the northeast. <laughs> All right. Really locking you in. So, yeah, that was a manhunt. I, oh, one thing I wanted to ask you and see if you could clear something up for me. I was kind of confused about. Okay. So, the lady at the end that came to his trial. The lady at the end that came to his trial. Uh, with uh, the prosecutor. I mean, with the, not the prosecutor, but the profiler. When he was going to trial. Oh. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kind of. And then trying they, to, like, leave together. And, like, yeah, oh, it's the um, the girl who did all the, the legwork with that kind of helped him. She was the teacher somewhere the teacher and then the one where she like caught feelings for him and then he was like yeah and then he doing? yeah he went into it okay i wanted i thought so but then like they never like did the, ser- did the serial killer turn him gay i think he fell in love with the serial killer with the unabomber yeah i think he's in love with him yeah i mean that or so i not to jump back to mine hunter but I kind of thought the same thing with Mindhunter, too. Yeah. I can see that. I don't know if it's necessarily that he, like, turned them gay, but, like, it's that, like, they feel like they are that person. And then an attraction. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's an physical. attraction, but, like, well. Uh, an attraction to the other person. Like, they have to, like. Yeah. They're with that person. I think that. I think the Unabomber case, he just thought he was that person. So, like, he wasn't attracted to, like, anybody. He just wanted to be in isolation. Yeah. Which was bizarre. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. I liked it better than Mindhunter, but they're both solid. Yeah, definitely Manhunt than Mindhunter for sure. Oh, and then we were talking about all these shows on Netflix – we got a real serial killer on the loose in Tampa Bay. Possible serial killer. Possible serial killer. Possible. 
highly likely that there's a serial killer in Tampa Bay right now. You got the article pulled up? Yeah, pulling it up. Oh, there's anyway. There's more. We got a serial killer in Tampa Bay. Who's got? There's like three people who have died in this park, right off the same like bus stop. They've all died within with like 500 yards of each other. Same way, all three of them got shot, right? Yep, shot. Same gun. All within like a hundred yards of each other in like a three or four day span. Same time, like nighttime after off this bus stop. Oh, and they had like video footage of them too, didn't they? Yeah. Or who they think it is. Yeah, I mean, if you if you just Google like serial killer Tampa Bay. The first one that pops up, you can watch the footage, and it's, like, super eerie. I don't like it one bit. It's creepy. It's super creepy. Um, The first victim was shot and killed in front of his home on October 9th. The second victim was killed two days later. Her body was found in a vacant parking lot about half a mile from where the first died. Then the third victim... um, he got on the wrong bus and ended up in southeast Tampa, Florida. <laughs> the three victims were alone and found within about a half mile of each other. Damn! An assistant professor at the University of South Florida who recently worked with the FBI believes a suspect in this case is a serial killer. From a research perspective, this would fit the definition of a serial killer. The only nope. motivation this offender has is to kill. It's terrifying. Oh, boy. And if you watch the video, that's like, I don't know where these cameras came from, but they're very bad quality. Yeah, no kidding. And the, but it's like this dude just like walking like within the area with his hood up. And then like he has something in his hand. The article says it's a cell phone, but I don't know who like just walks and spins their cell phone like he is. <laughs> I think it's a weapon of some sorts, like a gun. Definitely. Yeah. And then at one point in the video, the dude just takes off running for no reason. Yeah. It's very terrifying. And hopefully something comes of it. Oh. <laughs> um, another article I just found on CNN. The Tampa mayor on the mystery killer. Quote. Bring me his head. <laughs> Shots uh, fired. Uh, in more ways than one. No, actually, the mayor of Tampa has a message for police officers hunting down Mr. Killer. Bring me his head on a platter. Wow. That guy gets it. That's the kind of mayor I want. I don't want, hey, we're doing our jobs. Hey, we're out here studying cameras and like trying to find this guy i want a guy who's out for blood that's my kind of mayor all right here's his full quote here's the rest of his quote i'm mad because those three families had a huge hole ripped in their hearts that scumbag who did that we're coming for you i told them officers bring me his head on a platter that's a mayor right there i would vote for him that's the mayor of gotham yeah <laughs> Bring me, bring me <laughs> the bat. <laughs> All right, here's four possible reasons that the the person in the surveillance video w- would be running. This is from the police chief. I've come up with four reasons why this person is running. One, they may be late for dinner. Two, they're out exercising. Three, they heard gunshot. And number four, they just murdered Benjamin Mitchell. That's literally what the cop said? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this, what this is world is, is Tampa Bay in? This place is awesome. I want to move to Tampa Bay because these guys are funny. They got great one-liners. And they want serial killers' heads on platters. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. And they got Jameis Winston. Yeah. So that's a good city. As soon as they get catch this serial killer, I'm moving. 
So we'll be sure to follow this story. It's something that's gotten our attention. Is uh is Netflix uh on the hook for this one? Is it their fault? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't want to throw blame and accusations around, but I'm pretty sure I don't know. I think Netflix could go to jail for this. Mr. Netflix. Mr. Flix himself. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this serial killer before we move on to our next spooky topic? Yeah, I got I got one thing for the serial killer. Turn yourself in before your head is on a platter. Ugh. Strong words. Yeah. Turn yourself in, bud. All right. Oh, this brings us to good topic. Very good topic. Our top five fiction, fictional bad guys, villains. Yep. Doesn't necessarily have to be a serial killer, but it's Halloween. Tomorrow's Halloween. Tonight's Halloween. Whenever you listen to this, it's Halloween week, weekend. We got serial killers. We got serial killer shows on Netflix. It is time for our top five fictional, fictional, important here, fictional bad guys slash villains. Mm-hmm. Brett, lead us off. Go. Right. How do you want to do this? You want to go? You want me to go off five? You want to do back and forth? Uh, let's do a back and forth. All right. So for number five, um. I have a three-way, basically a three-way tie. Yeah. They're all from the same show, so I counted it as one. That's fair. Um, Marlo Stanfield, Avon Barksdale, Omar Ooh. Little. Ooh. So basically the three bad guys from the show The Wire. Wire, yeah. Each one of them are bad guys in their own way. Yeah. Um, Marlo from like the very get go is I don't know, he I think he comes season four maybe. He just a bad dude. Um <laughs> Avon Barksdale, obviously one of the main bad guys in the very beginning. Um he just basically started the whole like drug whatever um from the show. And then Omar Little is like the good guy, bad guy kind of the show. Like he's definitely a bad dude, but also he like kills and fights some other bad dudes. It's like yeah. a weird thing. But those are my uh, those are my f- number five. That's your number five. Okay, my number five is the Wet Bandits. From Home Alone. <laughs> they are. They're dedicated. They're determined. They're durable. They can take a paint bucket to the head. Just they can get their hair burned off. Covered in and tar. Fallen tacks. They're going to keep coming, man. Nothing holds them back. I mean, they do end up losing in the end. Most villains, most fictional villains lose. They don't yeah. win. Not not because of effort, though. No. You're not going to find villains with more effort than the Wet Bandits. And that's why they're my number five. Perfect. Fictional villain. Uh, also, the world's top ten movie ever in the history of the world. Um, number four. Uh, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Ooh, that's a good one. So this dude was diabolical. Diabolical. You would never know. You thought this dude was just cooking up chickens. Yep. And he was running like a major drug kingpin out of a chicken restaurant. Yep. Killing people. All day. All day. Hits on people, selling drugs. All the bad things that bad guys do. He's a dirty dude. Dirty dude. And He's a dirty dude. I can never really figure out like what he was thinking, what he was doing. I just knew I didn't like it. Yeah. 
That's a good villain. Great show. That's probably a, that's a, maybe a top ten TV show of all time. Um. All right. So my four. This one is Hans Landa. This is uh, the Inglorious Bastards uh, yeah. guy. The dude coming in and killing all the Jews. Yep. One, he is smart as a whip. Smart as a whip. He, he knows where the Jews are hiding. He knows they're in your floorboards. They're in your attics. Smart as a whip. And he loves pastries with some cream on them. Dude, that scene where he's just, like, putting creme, creme on the pastry. Love that scene. And the way he just, like, eats his. He's so calm. He's cool. He's collected. He does end up dying. He does die. Wow. He does die. He did catch his fate. Seeing the movie for the first time, I thought he was going to end up on top. I thought he was going to get away. I thought he was going to be one of the few villains that gets away unscathed. But. You know what? You win some, you lose some. Great villain. I I don't want to say I rooted for him, but he's just like so devious and like naughty. I just loved him. He's naughty. He's a naughty villain. All, All right. right three. Number three, Deckard Shaw from the Fast and Furious franchise. Deckard Shaw. Who's that? Jason Statham. Oh, that's Statham? Yeah. Nice. So, I know in the last season, whatever, he's working on the team with them. It wasn't by choice. But in the first two where he's the bad guy, that dude is, one, strong as hell. That dude beat up The Rock. (laughs) Only one person can have I've ever seen beat up The Rock, and it's him. Yep. Two, that dude was, like, just out for vengeance, like, they messed with his brother once, and then he just, like, went. Yo, mess with him. Two, like, he's, like, the stereotypical, like, Jason Bourne, where he was, like, too trained by the military, and they try to kill him, but they can't because they trained him too good. It's like, how many times is the military going to do that? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Quit training him so good, man. Yeah. Like, oh, sh-. And I don't never understood, like, was he the only one that got trained like that? There's going to be more. We got more Fast and Furious coming out, bro. Yeah, but, like, couldn't they use the other people that they trained just like him to capture him? I don't get that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I haven't been trained by him yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. That's what LA is for. I will be. I will be. Um, So that's my number three. Nice. All right. My number three is same name as my number four. Hans Gruber, though, die hard. <laughs> Dude's got a mean accent. He hijacks not a plane, not a room full of people. He hijacks an entire skyscraper. <laughs> Who does that? He hijacked an entire skyscraper in the middle of a city. He tricked Bruce Willis. Willis with a nice American accent tricks him. No one tricks Bruce Willis. But once again, in the end, he dies. He he did catch his great, fate. great villain. Deckard Shaw, not dead yet. There you go. There's still more Fast and Furiouses to make. Still alive. All right, who's your number two? Number two is my friend. Not my friend. I don't really like him all that much. Um, Johnny Tapia from Bad Boys 2. Johnny Tapia. That's a good one. So that dude is... Okay, he's super smooth. He's suave. Suave. Boat. Has a boat. Has a, has a boat. house. Has piles and piles of money sitting around. Literally Power. has rats eating his it, cash. Right. Turns out, downfall. Downfall, yep. But uh, he has this, like, drug kingpin that he's running out of Miami. Bad dude. Cut that little dude's head off, right? Yeah, he, like... Served it to his other... That other guy, right? Yeah. Or no, pulled it off. 
Yeah. Oh, whatever. Whatever. But that one scene where like the one dude like kind of messes up and lets uh, the bad boys in the house or whatever. Yeah. And then he like just shoots them in front of everybody. Yeah. And then the mom comes out because the mom still lives with them. And he's like, what happened to him? He's like, mama, he killed himself. I was like, that's some gangster shit right there, man. Oh, and then she's just like, she just goes along. She's like, oh, oh send flowers. Card or something. Yeah. I will, mama. I, I will, like, mama. Some gangster shit right there, man. Yeah, and then, like the whole scene where they're just like driving through like Cuba or whatever. Yeah. Wild. That's a good, yeah, he's a good one. All right, uh, my number two, Patrick Bateman, mm. American Psycho. Mm-hmm. This dude, one, complete psychopath. Yep. Crazy. Just snaps. Just kills people on whims in his own home. Two, he's just banging girls and flexing and looking at himself in mirrors. That's straight crazy. He's just got so much confidence in himself that he just looks at himself. He doesn't even need the girl in the room. But he's got her there. I think he killed... Does he kill that girl? Yeah. Bangs that girl, flexes on himself in the mirror. Well, because she finds the whatever. She goes in the closet. And then she's like... Oh, yeah. And then they're just like both running around the apartment naked as he's like... Yeah. About to... Is that the one he throws down? She like falls down the stairs or whatever? I can't remember. He kills too many people in too many different ways. The one scene where the dude's sitting on the couch or the girl's sitting on the couch, and he's like walking around figuring out which item he wants to kill him with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's just like behind him. He's like <sighs> thinking about smashing him over the head, and he's like, nah, I'm going to switch to something else. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, when he's just playing that like music on the record player or whatever. That guy. It's a bizarre movie. I love it. I've watched it so many times. That is crazy. Crazy. All right. Give us your number one. All right. So my number one fictional bad guys, the Yellow King from True Detective 1. Ooh, nice. So I'm obsessed with True Detective 1. Yeah, it's incredible. I've watched it five or six times through. Like, I've watched it in one sitting. I've watched it over a few days. I've watched it over a few weeks. Like, I've done, I've basically studied this show <laughs> at this point. And that dude is like just all sorts of just fucked up. Like, the family part, the fucking being the Yellow King, like the inbred of like years of that, the political, diabolical shit that they did. Like, everything yeah. about this dude is just terrifying. The fact that called him the spaghetti monster is terrifying. <laughs> the way that he just like calmly rides his lawnmower is terrifying. Everything yeah. about this dude is terrifying. And the fact that like these, well, they just like he dies. But it took a lot for that for that dude to die. Like when they're in the that like maze thing, that was terrifying. Yeah. That was wild. That's a good one. He's man, yeah. Like that dude legitimately had me shook for the first time I watched it. Like I was shook. I was so sh- like the leaving the girl out there with the Carcosa. Like Did you think it was him for Halloween? So yeah, that's my number one. I still don't really like him, but he was a great good. bad guy. A real good bad guy. All right, my number one from off the roof, out of nowhere, left field. Had a whole city shaking in their boots. The Scranton Strangler. (laughs) Scranton Strangler. Had an entire city, an entire company shaking in their paper. And I think he's... I, I think he just went to jail. He didn't die. He's still alive. Guy didn't need a gun. He didn't need a knife. 
He didn't need bombs like the Unabomber. He just needed two hands to strangle his victims. Unbelievable villain. He's not even a villain. He doesn't even like in the show. There needs to be a whole another show just about Scranton Strangler. I've even talked about writing one. I'm going to write one. Hollywood, I'm coming for you. Spin off of The Office, The Scranton Strangler. Give me my pilot. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Scranton Strangler. Big time. Big time villain. Big time villain. Do not want to see him in the streets. Do not want to see him in the streets. Because he can't scream. Because he's strangling you. You've got your voice box in a figure four. <laughs> figure four. He could. Plot twist. He might only have one hand, and that's why he strangles him. Because he feels victim from only having a So he takes him with one arm. But that arm's really strong, though, because he has to do everything with it. Yeah. Got to do everything. Heck yeah. All right. So those are our top five. Fictional villains. Fictional villain. Love them. Um, do you have any uh, honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Oh. I'm trying to think. Caught me off guard. Um, not off the top of my head, no. All right, I'll, I'll go because I thought of one while you were talking. I really thought this was going to be your number one. Oh. The whole team from Iceland and Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Gunnar Stahl, all of them. Slick all back hair coach. Get him out of here. All of them. Yeah. Screw the Iceland team. Yeah. Those guys are villains. Those are punks. Those are punks. Those are, those are punks. Those kids need to be deported by Trump. <laughs> Get those kids out of here. Get them out, Trump. May, oh, I got a I got an honorable mention. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. That's his name? Isn't yeah. Ivan Drago? Yeah. He's yeah. big time. He, when you kill one of the main characters in a movie, you're just a dick. Yeah, that's a villain. Uh, if we're speaking of, uh, I guess Rocky villains. Yeah. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. They made Oklahoma look so redneck in that thing. Yeah, like, they did. I. That dude they did really not. Did. That dude did not paint Oklahoma. We uh we got a black eye on that one. Mm. We took we took a black eye, broken nose. Yeah, but uh, well, what can you do? Can do a whole lot. All right, so that wraps that up. Yep. So uh, I think the only thing we have left before we get out of here, is a little segment we call story time. Story time. So we'll do this from time to time when it. When it makes sense to learn a little bit about our lives, things that we've done. And uh, this story happened to happen on Halloween. All Hallow's Eve. Hallow's Eve. So a uh, little backstory. Me and Landon both went to the Oklahoma State University Cowboys. Yep. And uh, that's where we became friends in uh, – fraternity and every year we would have a date party for halloween and basically just halloween day party dress up actually i don't even know this this was ours and so uh senior year you know we uh had a little pre-party at the house at our house me and my buddy scott and uh then we had another party to go to before we, we walked to get on the bus to go to the date party. And uh, as a joke, me and my buddy Scott decided that we were going to go as uh, go together um, as Peter Pan and Captain Hook. <laughs> so uh, 
I was Peter Pan. He was Captain Hook. I had the man prees on. I had a little V-neck shirt, a cute little green hat. <laughs> and uh, Scott had like a full Captain Captain Hook hat, Captain's coat, like twirly mustache, the whole thing. And so we leave our house, had a little little bit of sauce, drink a little sauce. One thing you need to know about Scott, sometimes when he's been hitting the booze a little bit, he gets a little mouthy. So We tend to do that. Us boys, we tend to do that. Boys will be boys. So as we're, we're walking, uh, we stop by this other house party for a quick bit, get a, a cup of uh, trash can punch. Yep. Some people call it jungle juice. At Oklahoma State, we called it trash can punch because we literally put it in a 32-gallon trash can. <laughs> legit, like a legit trash can full of punch. Everclear, vodka, Kool-Aid, the whole works. So we're walking, and we get about halfway to where we're going, and I'm spilling like Kool-Aid like all over my hand, like – just going everywhere, sticky. And I'm like, yo, can we like stop for a second and uh, drink some of this down so I can stop spilling on myself? He's like, yeah, for sure. So we're standing in the sidewalk in front of this house, just talking, drinking um, this trash can punch. And all of a sudden, this dude from inside starts yelling at us. And he's like, hey, stop fucking smoking outside of my window. And we're like, smoking? We're not smoking. He's like, fucking stop smoking. And Scott like is yelling back. He's like, we're not smoking. You fucking idiot. Like, just going at this dude. And this dude's like, get off of my property. And Scott, being the smartest that he is, was like, we're not on your property. We're on the sidewalk. That's the property of the city of Stillwater. So he's just like, we're going back and forth with this dude. And then he's like, stop smoking before I come out there and make you. And Scott's like, come out here then and see we're not smoking. So this dude comes like running out of the house. Again, Peter Pan, Captain <laughs> Hook. So he gets out there. Pretty big dude, whatever. And we're like, see, we're not smoking. He's like, still don't like you guys fucking being in my yard, blah, blah, blah. And he shoves me off the curb. Just so like full two-hand shove. Again, holding punch. Punch goes everywhere. I, like, stumble, I look up, and Scott just smokes this dude in the face. Just punched him, like, right in the mouth. So then they start, like, just scrapping in the street. Captain Hook don't play no games, boy. And so they're scrapping in the street. Now we're in the street, and all of a sudden he stops fighting Scott, and he turns around, and he starts, like, swinging at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. So he's swinging. I'm like bobbing and weaving. He can't hit me. Quick. Pan, baby. Peter Pan. Peter Pan, boy. You ever seen the Captain Hook catch Peter Pan? No. Can't do it. Too fast. And so he's swinging at me while while his three friends are just outside just like laughing. So we're like, this is whatever. So we're like, he's scrapping with me. All of a sudden, he just stops, turns around. Punches Scott right in the nose. <laughs> like, hard. So, at this point, like, he stops. We both stop. Me and Scott both run off. <laughs> like, can sprinting away. And uh, we get over to our buddy's house. Scott's nose is, like, just destroyed. Just bleeding. So, he goes in the bathroom, and he's, like, cleaning himself off or whatever. Somehow... Some of the girls at that party called his girlfriend, now wife at the time, girlfriend at the time, wife now. And it's like, you got to come get Scott, blah, blah, blah. So they go to the emergency room and get his nose x-rayed, whatever. He broke it. I end up going out to the bars. I just skipped the uh, date party. And so we get to the bars. I do. And, um, a couple of the people had heard by now the story, so I'm telling some of the older guys from the house, from the fraternity, like, at this point, it's Greg Rizuk. He's like, 
I'm 60 at this point. Like, this dude's old, and he's drunk, and he's like, tell me where it is. Tell me where the house is. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. So I just kind of told him, like, a general reason. I was like, I don't really know. Like, we were drunk. Like, it was dark. Greg Rizuk leaves the, the bar, and he just starts going around the general area, knocking on doors, trying to find the dude <laughs> that hit Scott. Like, we weren't even, like, that close at the time. Like, me and Scott or this guy. He just decided he was going to go do it. I, supposedly, he ended up finding the guy, and they got into it a little bit or something. But um, that's the story of when me and Scott got into a fight as Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Peter Pan and Captain Hook, the dynamic duo. The, the dynamic duo. Back in action, baby. I mean, to be honest, to be fair, <clears throat> if I was that guy and I saw two two guys dressed up as Peter Pan and Captain Hook, I'm probably going to try and fight you too. I mean, Warren You're Pan. on my yard as Captain Hook and Peter Pan. I'm probably going to be jazzed. You didn't try. You didn't catch me though, Doc. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Gregory Zook would do that. Trying to go find him. He legit just left the bar and went knocking on doors. Didn't know where the house was. That's a good friend right there. Yeah. And that's story time, boys. That's story time. Halloween edition. Halloween. I love that. So uh, I guess that does it for episode one of On One Radio. Do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. Um, just want to say thanks for tuning in. It was uh, the first episode, so it's probably going to be a little rough, a little, uh, a little rough around the edges, but we're going to iron it out, figure this stuff out, and uh, get better each, uh, each episode. Perfect. Well. Guess it's time to sign off. Cheers. Peace. You feeling for your face as the bass goes to drop. Abaco, Westbrook, and Katie, Ronnie Savage, and JD. Y'all can call me Nikki Collison if you think it's too racist. Call me what you want as long as somebody pays me. As long as people in my state are always willing to play me. From a lame or college football, bring a man to his knees. Perfect goals with double D's and steady getting degrees. I love my state and got so much steez. Unemployment office even paid for my beats. You put your city on the map, we threw a state on the backs. How I got a clean record when I steady murder raps. I am noble savage, upper class classless. Ask about my state, it ain't okay, it's fantastic. Uh.
Come on. 